0: Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to On the Table Gaming, episode, believe it or not, 45. And today I'm going to be joined with uh, one of our OG... A Song of Ice and Fire members, Mike Meeple from, you've probably seen his painting tutorials, and actually I know, I don't think you've dropped it yet, but I know you've got a really cool one coming up. So if you haven't checked out Mike Meeple's blog, A Song of Ice and Fire, Painting Poorly, Mike, welcome to the show. Nice to be back. <laughs> I hope I'm not spoiling anything by by dropping hints at your upcoming tutorial that's amazing. People should really watch out for it. No, uh, it's not
1: a spoiler at all, because
0: by the time they listen to oh, this... That's true. You know,
1: It'll it'll have been been dropped. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's actually the Night's Watch uh, heroes box one. I went ahead and did uh, all of the uh, the heroes in that box because, (laughs) like we were talking a little bit earlier, you know, I kind of opened it up and I was looking to um, uh, looking to to paint some of them up, and I looked at them and I'm like, man, they're all pretty much the same except for like hair color or, <laughs> or like uh you know this one's got two swords and this guy's got half a hand you know so in instead <laughs> of uh, yeah so instead of trying to you know milk it and give give my readers something that pretty much the same tutorial six times i figured let's just blast through it all at once you know treat it like a unit um like how you how you paint up a unit um because not all of the the uh figures in a unit box are exactly the same so there are a few t-
0: different touches here and there and just knock them all out oh man having seen some of the pictures of that they look amazing thank you thank you yeah you know I it's funny because
1: i wasn't initially going to paint those up but um we we've got this um We've got this cool thing going on uh, in my neck of the woods where we're doing like a league, uh, league play, which uh, for a Song of Ice and Fire, which has some legacy aspects to it, so. And so uh, essentially the way it works is you you start playing the game. You play like one game um, every month or so, every few weeks. Um, but if you lose your game, your commander is out. You can't use that commander for the rest of your games, for the rest of the season. Oh, man.
0: Oh, that's some high stakes then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: So in my first, my first game, um, I, I ran the list that I won my last tournament with. Um, so you started out strong. You're like, like, I'm coming
0: in here, I'm taking I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt down some enemy commanders here.
1: Exactly. That was my thought. Is I was like, okay. I'm going to start off strong as strong as possible and then, you know, that way hopefully I won't lose ever. <laughs> I'll be able to keep this this commander for if not the whole thing, you know, majority of the games. Um and and my commander was Jon Snow, you know, cuz I run Night's Watch and everybody Oh runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody <laughs> runs runs Jon. Um, and sure enough I lost uh, in the very last, last, uh, action, um, in the, in round six. Um, it was, I lost 10 to eight. Um, and it was literally a game of inches. I blasted through their last, um, the, it was, I can't remember which game mode it was. I would think it was clash of Kings. Um, and I killed their flayed men. They were on the center objective worth two points. They had 10 points, I had 7 so I cleared so I killed their flayed men got me up to 8 and uh the unit um that I killed them with were my um, ranger trackers um and not the unit that was engaged they had the uh, unit that was engaged were sworn brothers so they rotated they were able to get a free rotation but not the maneuver to get onto the objective oh. so, so I ended up losing 10 to 8 By literally about a half an inch, I rotated and I tried so many different ways to rotate it to get onto that objective. But
0: uh... (laughs) so it's you lose your commander if you lose the game, or just if he dies in the battle.
1: Only if you lose the game. Okay. Okay. I took out my opponent's commander, um, but he still gets to use him. So now I lost my first game. This is our first game of the league. Okay, and I lost it, and so now I'm like, well, I don't want to run run uh 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 jay or you know um yeah. mormont. i'm not running running mormont uh because i don't know of any lists that are really that great with him at, with the uh, selection currently so i was looking at it and i was like well let me crack these suckers open and then i look in there and i'm like well they're
0: all unpainted <laughs> so, you know spoilers but now they're amazing you're gonna well, show yeah. up and be like you know best painted army on the field yeah i
1: mean the, spoilers that's kind of how i determine what i'm going to paint next is kind of what i'm planning on running in the next few weeks or so so i'm
0: gonna have to see if i can like influence your painting tutorials now based on what yeah. your community is saying like guys make sure he runs like lots of thin <laughs>
1: exactly, some exactly come on
0: well that sounds awesome that's a really cool game mode i have actually never played in a song of ice and fire game series that way um, but that sounds really fun.
1: Yeah, you know, I really, I'm really digging it. Um, because, uh, it's just one of those. It's just a unique thing. And and, um, at first I was like, oh, I'm gonna hate this so much because I'm gonna lose my commander. But it really is forcing me to rethink my typical play style.
0: You know, right? Um, my my, and you might want to like, you know, throw in some commanders that you don't typically use to see if you can, uh, you can steal some wins from people or. Or it might just force you to play commanders you don't often play.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I would, I probably would have never strayed away from Jon Snow, you mm-hmm. know, um, just in general, you know, like, because that's my play style. I, I'm, I'm very much so into the attrition game. I like to wear the opponent down and then kind of come back from the brink of death. Slash not lose anybody. I'm very into like healing and, and all of that stuff. Even when I'm running Starks, I usually run like Ned, you know, because he's got such yep. good healing capabilities. Um, or or um or uh, 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 T- uh Tywin um with with Pycells to make everybody weak, right. um, so that I'm I just got got the ability to to withstand everybody. But now I'm like, okay, <laughs> what do I do? Because you can't change your faction um, in this league style. You, you pledge to a faction and then you use your commander and then you're stuck with that faction until the end of the, until the end of the, the series. So hmm. yeah. So I'm stuck with night's watch. Um, so I'm like, okay, do I want to go with Donald Noy? Do you know? Yeah, do I, hey,
0: you know, oh, man, like, how long does this league go for? Well, there'll be uh, maybe some, uh, <clears throat> uh, the uh, night's watch uh, stone thrower. Maybe we'll be out. And you can run Thank some you. Awful Yarwick, like, crazy siege line or something.
1: Six months. Uh, six, a six-month-long league play season. I think
0: you might get it in time. It, I think so. Do, I think you so. have some scorpions? You could run a double scorpion stone thrower conscripts and just be, <laughs> be that I've already guy. got
1: that list. I've got that list. Um, interestingly enough, my Awful Yarwick commander list um, doesn't have – any um war machines in it.
0: Really? Really? Interesting. Um, so, actually, okay. So, full disclosure, I think I've, like, I don't play a lot of Night's Watch. I think I played one game with him because I was just like, oh, I got to make sure, like, I have played him at least once. So, it was kind of yeah. one of those things where it's like, ah, like, okay, I did it. I played him once. Um, so, what are yeah. you running with him then? So, I'm running the as of unreleased
1: Crossbowman. Okay. Um, I am running. Okay, so you're uh,
0: running that over like a scorpion uh, uh, mm-hmm. builder crew? hmm exactly. That's so what I'm wondering is going to happen. Yeah. I'm running that. I, so I'm, I'm running that.
1: I'm running uh, hunt, ranger hunters. I'm running mm-hmm. ranger crackers. And I'm running um, uh, uh, bastards girls. Um, you might notice a theme here. Oh, man. You get some. It's still pretty shooty, though. it's it's all shooty it's all shooty all day
0: because how does that Have you run that like on the battlefield already i this is all this is all theory crafting right okay i'm wondering how that's gonna go but i
1: don't don't know this might completely get screwed over um and i may have just ruined my my next list for my next match but
0: (laughs) hey i mean i wouldn't want to face this free folk but i would take a lannister list one of my old lannister lists that i think but But I don't know, the crossbowman at seven points, are they... uh... Gotta throw Pip in there, too. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, would you rather take one of those over a Builder Scorpion crew? I would, because the the Commander cards for
1: Yarwick Mm -hmm. are so good um, for adding abilities like Sundering, Critical Blow, all of that. But it's not for melee attacks. You can get a Critical Blow on a ranged attack with his cards. Right. So... Yeah, it's so a so, mighty uh, enhancement. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, exactly. So you've got all of those things, and I don't think people are realizing that. Mm-hmm. Versus, if you run a heavy war machine, war machine list with Com- Commander Arthur Yarwick, a lot of his stuff is not going to double dip. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah because you look at stuff like mighty and, they can't grab grant, grant sundering twice right, right. they already the hits are already doing um three uh, the successes are already doing three hits so now you're reducing the successes to two hits you know with the critical blow yeah. attachment uh-huh. you know so it's not i don't think that the commander awful yarwick is the way to go i think if you're going to run a lot of um War machines. Um, I think you need a need the attachment. Um right. All uh, right. But um, but we'll see. We'll see we'll, we'll see. I, I might come back the next time we talk and be like, guys, I lost Awful Yarwick. <laughs> he's he's, right, dead. Right. He's,
0: dead. Uh, he's dead. He's Jim. So dead.
1: He's dead. He got he got hung with the other traders.
0: I wonder if we're gonna see more people running builder crossbowmen over the builder scorpion crew, though. Just they might be a little bit more versatile. I mean, they can take they can take condition tokens. That's that sucks. But you might they might be a little bit more forgiving on the battlefield.
1: I think we're going to see a lot of that. I think that um, I, I think that the builder scorpions are so good. But I, 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 everybody is going to be running pip in them. Every single person. Yeah. I, I think
0: I think and that's it, and that's I mean that's so much distance of shifting.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, look. You know, somebody is three inches away from you, right? They're gonna yeah. declare a charge. You shift back three inches. You shoot them. You shift back another three inches. You know, now they're yeah. shift what what used to be a guaranteed charge. Now yeah. they have to get at least a three. You know, so it's it's such it's such a good combo um i think we're going to see a ton of it um i think that we're also going to see a ton of people ready to figure out ways to get around it right. I, I think i think we're going to see a big increase in cards like um the cards that cancel uh, like effects and attachments like man's raider
0: you uh, you exactly or i think him down a, that way or anything that can shut down attachment
1: yeah I, and i think yeah. a lot of people are probably going to start running maimed jamie to get into there Um, And just start hacking them up from behind. I think that's going to be a really strong play. So I think I I think it is going to force a little bit more list diversity. But I I by no means think that it's going to be because I've seen some people online being like, oh, my gosh, this is we're going to just have gun lines, just gun lines from here on out. And it's gonna, we're gonna ruin this game by having gun lines. And I'm like, please, guys, there's so many ways around that. Right. I, that, that I don't think it's gonna be that big of an issue. Heck, even Cersei, you know, Cersei would really deal damage on a, because their, their uh, morale is only seven. You know, they've got the worst mm-hmm. morale out of everybody in the, um, in the uh, Night's Watch. So, other than conscripts, obviously.
0: Yeah. But, you know, conscripts can also have a little more regenerative properties. So, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's a trade-off, you know, I could, I could easily see running two
1: units of crossbowmen, one with Pip and one with Alistair Thorn. Um, Cause Alistair, the, the attachment Alistair Thorn gives a bonus to, uh, to ranged attacks as well. Um, and it also has the at all costs order. Um, so, so, you know, if, if they fail their, their panic check, you can just kill one. So it kind of helps with, with that, um, with that uh, weakness there.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like that seems like a lot more of a conservative pick for me. Builder Crossman with Alistair Thorne. I mean, just being able to give out the plus one to hit, and then if they have any destroyed ranks, you know, getting plus two attack dice. Yeah. That seems pretty plausible. And then it's like just a seven point unit. I I feel like with Pip it's it's uh getting up to that agree. nine, there are some other nine point units that can get out there that can be kind of scary. But yeah. I guess I guess you know what in the Night's Watch though, you can probably you're pretty resilient force. And if you're going kind of that healing build in a worst case scenario, you could start popping them back up.
1: It just depends. I'm not, like I said, I'm not quite sure how it's going to roll. I'll tell you in a month.
0: (laughs) So I'm I'm looking forward. We have to get an update on that. Uh, In the meantime, um, one thing I did want to talk about was kind of just the state of the game in general. And, uh, you know, we asked, we, we've we done a poll in April, and then we sent another one out in August just to see what the community, you know, what what's their general kind of gut reactions. Now, this is all, uh, I'm not like a, a master poller here. Uh, we just asked some simple questions, and we wanted to see, you know, what's the community gut check? And last time we did this in April, there was a lot of strong feelings that, you know, oh, f- uh, free folk are unplayable, and uh, at that same time, uh, somebody won Adepticon with them using just yeah. stuff from the starter set. So this doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just, you know, what the community feels. So take anything we talk about here with a grain of salt, but it is interesting to kind of see like where people are at. Uh ah. so, so right off the bat, um, you know, what is the what's the primary faction that people are playing? Uh right now, 29% of the people said they played Lannister, 29% House Stark. So kind of even splits there. Which I think makes sense, right, when you're buying that initial starter set, you're getting half and half. And to see that, you know, those are the main two factions. They've been around the longest. Um, Where you're playing at, do you feel like there's a a pretty high representation of Lannisters and Starks?
1: Uh, You know, um, so our league has like 12 guys um Mm -hmm. in it right now which is pretty good actually considering we're not exactly you know los angeles or new york or something like that so it's 12 individual players and i think about half of them are lannisters and half of them are stark and then me and um this other guy carl um are uh knight's watch and then i there's one free folk player but other than that it's all lannister and stark
0: and no neutrals Neutrals, sorry, sorry, yeah, neutral folk. That's like where I am too. uh So when we asked this question back in April, we kind of had similar numbers. there was a slight skew towards Lannisters. It was thirty-seven percent of the people who were playing Lannisters, thirty-two percent Stark. So it's kind of evened out a little bit more. And Nights Watch was at seventeen percent. Now it's at eighteen, and we had had uh, the free folk in April at ten percent, and the Boltons at five below them. And here we see a stronger gain in the free folk, sixteen percent, and the neutrals have sort of dropped down. So we're seeing a lot more free folk player. Neutrals are kind of getting left behind a little bit, which I think kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're going to see an uptick in that once um, stuff like uh, the Black Guard come out and right. um, you know those those units that we saw uh, behind glass at Gen Con, you know. Right. <laughs> that
0: we don't quite well, know. You know, back in February or, or so when the Black Guard were revealed, or maybe it was a little bit before then, when they first kind of teased out there, and I think the rules have changed since then. Um, yeah. People were really excited as this was like, I think we even said it's like, this is the unit that they're like, they're missing, this sort of core infantry unit, a little bit more resilient. You know, I'm sure. not sure that's the case anymore. I don't think this is going to be like a Goldilocks unit that you, you throw into every list and you're like, this is, this is what we need. Um, I think maybe the the neutral faction is going to be a lot better off uh, being bolstered by those stormcrow units that yeah. are out on the horizon.
1: No, I, I I agree with you. You know there, I I've kind of. Taking some time, and I kind of divide each unit into like a category, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your basic, basic troopers, basic troops, which are like your sworn brothers, your sworn swords, you, you know, the, the guardsmen, um, you know, guys like that. And then you've got, uh, your heavy defensive guys, you know, like the, like the veterans or the sworn shields. You've got your ranged people, you've got your, uh, cavalry, your heavy cavalry, your light cavalry, um, Um, and and then you've got your specialists you know and originally i i that's the big thing that i always thought that the neutrals needed was a defensive unit that big Mm -hmm. heavy defensive unit that's not heavy cavalry you know because you don't want 10 points to just sit on an objective
0: yeah Um, although that works for some people
1: (laughs) it works for my last opponent so um Uh So you don't want ten points to just sit there net per se, Um, and so I thought, okay, if this is like a seven-point unit, super high defense, and it makes people panic just to attack, I was like, okay, okay. But you know, with I don't think it's going to be that anymore, Um, and with rumors saying that it might be, I I don't know what the point value is, but um, but that it might be a little lower than that, and I'm like, so I don't know that that's going to fill that niche anymore you know i would say that's probably going to slide into into specialist area like the pyromancers and stuff like that so i I think i think that what they still really need is that heavy defensive unit you know they should just steal a generic unit from house baratheon and call it a day
0: There, there we go yeah yeah so i don't know i mean i think what's interesting is as as well is that like the the house the mercenary or like house bolton really at this point um it kind of has a pretty strong faction identity. And I think when we start to see these other sub-factions like Stormcrows brought in, um, mm-hmm. that's gonna maybe will that synergize as well? Like, or will you end up playing the neutrals? Like, you know, can you play neutrals and then bring in your storm crows and will they synergize well? Or is it like you're kind of mixing and matching pieces that don't fit? I, I just kind of worry that that faction down the line is either gonna be two hodgepods to really work well together or be like incredibly powerful because they can have all these things that are amazing and, and may synergize really well. Like they might have all specialist sort of units.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, it, that, that's, that's a big concern. You know, um, I don't know that, I don't know that you're too far off. I think that, um, the faction identity of Bolton's is pretty strong. Um, I, I will have to see what the storm crows do. You know, um, the, the designers of this game are really, you know, Chanel and all them. They're really good about making everything feel unique. Um, and right. everything, have have its unique play style. I, I and I think a lot of that is there. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, is there is their card game background. You know, like uh, it reminds me of when I used to play Magic the Gathering and Goblins. You know, felt very different than merfolk Felt di- very different than just your overrun green deck. You know, they all played a little differently. They all had had this same thematic flavor to it. And um you know, you you've seen. I I recently started getting into Legion, Star Wars Legion. Yeah. And that, there we go. And that's one of the big things that I feel is missing from Legion is that the, the uh, uh, Empire and the Rebels kind of feel the same.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: Just because. Rebel... those
0: operatives and those specialists. I feel like, you know, I've, I don't really talk about that game a lot on the podcast, but yeah. A Song of Ice and Fire and Star Wars Legion are the, really the two games that I am playing right now. And I think between the fantasy setting and the sci fi setting, and they're very like theme heavy games. You know that kind mm-hmm. of that like gets everything I could possibly want, and when I'm like tired of doing some rank and file stuff, then it's like, well, let's go shoot some laser beams and then uh, yeah. bounce back and forth. Yeah, no, I
1: like I like Legion. I, I like it a lot, actually. But if I had to, if I had to fix one thing, I would say I would fix that because you look at you look at the units for Legion, and you say, okay, the, this is this version for both units. You know, right. does the symmetry there. there. For both factions, you know they're going to release the E11 Web Blaster at the same time as the as the Rebel. Right. Um, I, I can't remember what it is. The the uh, the big can't laser can. I just call I it can't. the turret.
0: Yeah, the, the yeah, big the turret, turret does
1: the, it does the exact same thing. Right. But with this game, with Song of Ice and Fire, you know everything feels different. Everything does something different. None of we don't have that. You know, even their troopers, their basic troopers. Play very differently from each other um, right and so so i trust i trust the designers to that they know what they're doing but i guess i guess we'll see you know it could be you know what's um, different
0: though about that though is that when uh, we had someone somewhat recently now maybe maybe a week out uh on the facebook page uh have a long post about how they thought you know for their is the free folk or like a broken bad beyond repair faction oh yes um, i remember What's different about this game, though, is that when they're releasing their units, they're not doing anything to do with parity. So it's not like you get, you know, the you get a unit of rebels that have like white defense die, but black attack dice. And the other person gets a unit that has black defense dice and, you know, white attack dice. Yeah, or You yeah, know, like yeah. it's it's they're kind of putting things out there. And so there might be, you know, a month where your faction uh, isn't getting something that's the new hotness and you're feeling like, oh, man, my, my faction stinks um one of the things he pointed out was like you know spearwives like what's the role of spearwives? and when they first came out you know they maybe weren't necessarily as powerful as some other units that came out as the first release for a starter set you know the knights of castle rock or something had a very clear role and i think even the spearwives they're still developing their identity and and really you know i was stubborn. I was like, I'm gonna take them in all my matches until I figure them out. And it wasn't until like the hero box came out that I was like, oh, like I kind of more want to be using them in, in this sort of style. But I do wonder if that maybe sometimes those newer players or people who get maybe easily frustrated if they're just getting upset because they're looking at like this one month's release and not the bigger picture. Yeah. Uh,
1: no. I, I. I think. I think you're right. I think that has a lot to do with it. And I. I think. I don't know. This. This is. This is one of my first. War games that I that I really have gotten into. Um, last, I think the first time I was on the podcast, I talked about really the first one that I got into was uh, HeroClix when I was like eighteen years old. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you know, if if people are used to stuff like Legion releases, where every faction pretty much gets the same thing but slightly different, right. then yeah, you know, like like you're if, if the the faction you choose. It really matters. You know, it really, really matters. Because if you choose the wrong faction, you could spend hundreds of dollars and be like, I freaking hate this faction. You know, I can't win because it's just not my play style. Um, But I don't necessarily think that it's not the play style for... I, I don't necessarily think that it's the, the, the faction, um, you know, I had a heck of a time against free folk in, in one tournament. I, I barely won that, that match. Um, and he was running Spearwives and, uh, cave dwellers. And I was just, it was just awful. I, I think he was, do some work
0: there, huh?
1: Yeah. You know, he was one shotting units of sworn rows, yeah. you know, and it was just like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing with my life right now? You know? <laughs> so I think there's I think there's something to be said for for uh, knowing the faction and knowing your own play style, um, because uh, because I, I'll, I'll be honest, I would hate running Free Folk, the, the have, losing guys just sending them to the chipper is so not my play style. I I'm so like, this guy is precious to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you spend all this
0: time painting. him so nice. You don't want to be like, really? This guy's dead that easily. Come on.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things I really like about playing free folk, it's definitely not my style. Like, I think I'm more of a, a defensive player, in this style game, at least. What's been really fun, though, is like getting used to being like, oh, these guys, some of them, at least, are dispensable. And I also just like turn one when you're moving up the table. I could spread out across this entire board if I want. Like, I could make a net. Uh, There's something just fun about fielding that much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, the primarily play, it really hasn't shifted that much. I've seen, we've seen an uptick in Free Folk players, which is great. And I think, you know, what we're seeing is really that, the longer factions out, the more people are playing it. And in when we asked what were the following factions that you collect, we had House Stark at 22%, House Lannister at 21%, the Neutrals at 17%, Night's Watch at 15%, Free Folk at 14%. And then we did add on the question, House Baratheon. And I wonder if there was misinterpretation uh, or maybe just this many people actually got a copy. Uh, but 10% I of people said they're... Playing House Baratheon, yeah. Maybe the thing, and that's what they plan to play.
1: That's that's probably more like it, because I I can't imagine. I mean, based off of how angry uh, I've heard Mark Albaneseus be uh, that he didn't get one at <laughs> at GenCon. Oh, you know? yeah. What? Can't imagine that that many people did that. This many people have have that those starters right now. Um, but I, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers, and I, for me, I, I sit back and I'm like, well, that's pretty much that looks about right to me, because um, it's it, they're all pretty close, you know. Yeah, House Stark has a little little edge, but and House Lannister's right there, and then Bolton's right there. They're all within like two, three
0: percent right. of each other. You know, well, know that's which... what I, I, this is where like I think the the polling errors my errors might come in in that uh last time, which of the following factions you collect Lannisters and Starks, dead even, which might make sense because you know you can't get those factions individually, like they come in pairs, and so if you got rid of one set, someone else got that set uh. But there might be some people that were playing Lannisters that aren't playing anymore, and the House Stark, they're sticking through it. Yeah,
1: or, or you know, they bought the starter, the two-player starter, and then they're only buying
0: the Stark expansion. That's you true. Know? I guess, I like guess that. that's actually the most logical solution. <laughs> I was like, wait, do people just do that? They just buy for one faction? Is that a... Uh,
1: no, right? I'm, I'm like, I have one of everything my wife is going to kill me. Yeah, that that's was the comes out.
0: <laughs> I was uh, I was doing one of everything until I started realizing for my free folk that I was like, well, I kind of want like 2 to 3 of everything and then that's when things have started to go horribly horribly wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think I think when you look at the data, it really shows that it's, it, it looks, it follows the release schedule too, you right. know, Lannister, neutrals. And then what was it out next? Night's Watch. So of course that's going to be the next one that more people attach to, you know, then what's after that? Free Folk, that's the newest one, you know? So um, I think it has something, to, I think that, that has a lot to do with it too.
0: Now, when we last asked this, the Free Folk had been out for maybe like three months, so they were trailing behind a bit more and, and it's now it's kind of caught up almost one percentage away from Night's Watch. Uh, so, you know, I do wonder like thematically though, how this will look in like a year. If like Starks, I feel like are a strong thematic play. Like people are like, I want to play the Starks. They're like the good guys. Uh, Lannisters are like your classic bad guys. We have huge Baratheon followers. Anytime, anything on Facebook, it's, you know, Stannis Gifts incoming. Um, sure. and I feel like Targaryens are going to be that other fan favorite. I I know people like the night's watch and I wonder if you're just getting into the game and you had to just pick just based off what they look like, if the night's watch and the free folk might be lower on people's, uh, just thematic choices. And if maybe that accounts for some of this,
1: I think free folk probably. Yeah. You know, I think free folk that that's probably a, a strong possibility for with free folk, especially once, um, targaryen comes out i think the average player is probably not going to know who the heck a baratheon is
0: you know like like honestly they're gonna be like oh yeah i want that guy
1: yeah but i mean like if somebody if somebody's a casual a casual fan of the of the series you know like they're not like they're not hardcore then then i doubt they're going to be like yeah you know who I want to be? Shira Errol. You know yeah. that's <laughs> there's, there's, there's probably someone
0: out there who's just like, yeah, that's my favorite character. What do you mean that's my favorite character?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, but I think everybody's wanna want to be Khaleesi. I think yeah. everybody's gonna,
0: gonna want they they don't even need print minis. They're just gonna print like, like they're just gonna take in so much money for that. Like whatever they put out for Targaryen's, that's gonna sell. Like, if you're thinking at, like, any convention, too, people are walking around like, oh, which one do you want to get? And you're like, oh, I think Targaryens have such a huge brand recognition. Exactly. You know, uh, I think, I think
1: any, any house that made it the finale is going to be pretty strong, you know? So, um, and I think, I think Night's Watch ha- have some potential in that I think that they are probably a pretty good Lazy Man army, if that makes sense, because um, they're easy to paint, Um, and, and the, and the reputation, at least online, you know, everybody is going to want to play Jon Snow, Jon Snow and Khaleesi, right? You know, um yeah. and then Stark and Lannister, they're always gonna be strong because it's a good deal. You know, you get two factions um for for a, pretty much a discount. Um I think the, the faction that's going to be the niche faction for like fans is gonna be Baratheon, and then you know, for you and Alex, um it's gonna be free folk.
0: What what do you mean? Two people. Oh come on. I two actually people. had I've had so much fun in the free folk being like who the heck is this person? And uh, going up and like rereading to be like, oh, like that's who that person is. Like, yeah, he falls off the wall and like dies in a tree. But, I was like, like but cool. But now I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm actually, I know. I'm like going back and being like, oh, I'm like, this is actually kind of fun though. Like going back to the books and being like, I don't know what I was thinking when I was reading, but just like, yeah, that guy just fell off a wall. Like no big deal, next on. But it's been fun learning the the yeah. books in, the, in a better way uh, through this, so. I don't know. Free folk are so cool. And so I don't know if Michael should not listen to this podcast. I don't know if I'm going to have trouble here or not, but, um, I messaged him and I was like, Hey, like, I, sorry for harassing you, but like, I have a question, like this is no coin beyond the wall thing. Like, aren't you concerned that like down the line, every faction is going to be able to use whatever neutral things come out. And like, what are free folk going to do? Like, how does that get balanced out? And he was just basically like, Oh, like free folk, like you haven't seen anything yet. And and I'm a, I I just I'm so excited. Like I know we have those skin changer units coming down the line and we've seen the models of those. And those are like they're like attachments that come in there. But just the fact that like those are so cool. And if there's like even cooler stuff coming out, I I'm so excited. So uh, I guess that's not really a spoiler, but I guess I don't know. I'm just excited to see what comes down the line. So if you're not playing free folk, you should probably play free folk, is what I'm really saying. To,
1: the I, 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 like on my at the top of my free folk wish list is 100 percent a giant riding a woolly
0: mammoth. Yeah, you know, woolly mammoth would be amazing.
1: Be, yeah, have that be a How war machine.
0: Oh yeah. You
1: know, I, I think it would like, have to be in, like, stuff? a war, yeah, like a war machine class or something like that kind of a base. Um, but it'll have some kind of weird effect where it could like Trample people, you know. You could move through uh, enemy units and dealing wounds or something oh, like that. I don't so know. Cool. I'm
0: not Michael Shinoff. The that one thing free, that I get do worry right about now. is that uh, I really like free folk, and some people have pointed out that some of my YouTube videos skew towards the free folk. Then I also spend a lot of time on the podcast talking about the free folk. But then I see these statistics, and I'm realized like, so does that mean like 98 of the 98 of the people that are listening to this are just like, dude? we don't play free folk, like move on. <laughs> Am I just talking to one other free folk player out there or something like, hey man, uh, sorry to everybody that I, I talk to a free folk, but they're just so
1: cool. Uh,
0: but moving on, I guess, is, it, is this, your, fa- is this yeah. your first tabletop war game? Uh, 75% said no, 25% said yes. Uh, and that is up. So we're, we have um, more new players who have never played a tabletop war game coming into this system uh, by about, yeah, by, a, by about like 5 or 6%. So, I mean, I think that's great. And I think that's one of the cool things about this game. Uh, I also think people should probably keep that in mind, especially in places like the Facebook group where people are asking questions, that sometimes people are coming in there and asking really, really basic questions because they have never played any form of war game before. And so they don't have any other context for you know how things move or maneuver, or uh, even the card wording sometimes
1: uh, you know, and it, that's 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 a hard thing, you know, um, especially if you are getting into the game because you've seen it and you think it looks cool. but uh, you know if if this is one hundred percent your first, uh, tabletop war game, you don't get the, the concept. Maybe you come from a board game background. Maybe you come from just a card game background. You know, there are similar crossover things, but the intricacies of it are completely different. You know, so, yeah. I, you know, I agree with you that it is it is great. You know, um, I, I love when I'm playing over at our local game store and, people come up and they're like what's this and i'm like a song of ice and fire you know yeah. <laughs> watch, watch me lose for a little bit you know um <laughs> yeah. yeah sit here for 5 minutes and let, watch me lose this whole unit to this cave dweller but um <laughs> but uh you know it it but it's it's it, you have to you have to acknowledge that that some people are new, and if we're going to grow this community, because I th- I think this community has grown a lot, um, if we're going to keep it going and making sure that this game is going to sustain itself for a while with not just releases, but with people that you can play with in your area, people that you can talk stuff with online, you know, we need to be good to each other, just not be jerks.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, and uh, I just posted something today in the Facebook group, but you know, the moderators there have been awesome. I, it, mm-hmm. This is, com- I, not to like hate another community. as Well, I was just doing the positive. Our community is still rather inclusive, I think, by a lot of standards. And I just not hope sure. that as we continue to grow, we're able to maintain that. Um, mm-hmm. There have been some people that have had some negative experiences or brought some negativity. And, um, you know, one of the ones that recently comes to mind, like ended up leaving the Facebook group and selling their army. Um, and that's sad that like, we can't keep that person engaged in the game or interested, but at the same time, like, you know, maybe some of that's for the best and that we're, you know, we keep growing and, you know, you know, keeping that positive support and those positive people in the game. And if, you know, the negative people, it's not for them. Then you know, maybe we expand elsewhere. I don't know. Uh,
1: you know, and I, 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 100% agree with you. You know, it, it, we want to, it sounds lame and kind of exclusive, uh, but we need to be exclusive with our inclusivity, if that makes right. sense.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, don't be a jerk. <laughs> and jerk's like, eh, we're good. Thanks. Exactly. Exactly. The other question was, have you played in a song of ice and fire tournament? And we moved up from 22% of the people saying yes to 29% playing. And uh, you you play in tournaments somewhat regularly. I've played in quite a few. Do you think there are more tournaments that you're seeing now that are also more accessible? Like the tournament you were talking about at the start of the show, that sounds like a really kind of, it's competitive, but it also sounds like kind of fun and zany in a way that maybe takes some of the competitiveness out of it, or I don't know. Do you feel like it's more accessible? I, I
1: think this format is way more accessible. It's way better for me uh, mm-hmm. personally because you know I got a wife, I got a kid, I got a full-time job and I got a not so successful blog that I run. You know, what?
0: So, amazing so, blog. What are you talking about? So,
1: you know, I've got a lot of stuff going on and and I can't always s- say, "Oh yes, I'm going to be at the this game store for 5 hours playing this game." You know, right, a- a- right. every month you know so, so with the league play it kind of says here's our community The RTO said here's our community you guys set up your own games whatever works for for you guys mm-hmm. and just tell me the results you know so um and so there's a part of that where it's like you're going over to some guy's house you know or you're you're it's just <laughs> you know it's just you and and um the other guy at like a library cuz that's where you guys can meet and you play for
0: 45 minutes you know it it's Wait, just you guys playing it, a library? Yeah, yeah have got that's so our, brilliant. I have never is that common? I haven't ever done that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I bet I could do that locally even. There's a there's plenty of space. Hmm. <laughs> Thing, so that, I know cue, exactly. Yeah, that's your cue for the sound oh, effect of like, the library. We're gonna, we're gonna take over the library now.
1: Well yeah, you know, you, you don't you think you'd want to play in front of the George R. R. Martin section?
0: <laughs> yes, I think you would, a hundred percent. Ah, hmm
1: interesting.
0: So anyway, I
1: mean, uh, the fact that I was I was talking with the guy I played in my last match with um was it's been pretty much me and him and the TO Alex. Um we've been really the ones from the beginning, you know, when the game first launched, you know, one of our, uh, game stores, uh, did a, did a, back, a group backer, uh, of the Kickstarter. So it was selling all of that and trying to get people involved. And it was, it was a rough launch. I'll, I'll admit, um, f- the first few tournaments were me and Preston and Alex, you know, yeah. <laughs> playing, playing, but, but man, that's the fact that we, from, that's from hard to get a community years,
0: started though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But we went from three people to not even a year later having 12, 12 dedicated players wow. that are playing all different factions. Um, and one guy, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to throw him a little under the bus. His name's Manny. He's not on Facebook. He's not on. He's an older gentleman Um, and he he's probably in his 50s or 60s. No social media. I have no idea where this guy came from. He just showed up. <laughs>
0: there we go and, if you build it they'll come
1: it, yeah exactly and he's good he's got paint he's got a great painted army he's got um he's like uh, a, an
0: ex an ex-medieval general that somehow like got lost yeah, in time and
1: like this this guy rolled <coughs> in with like a, ta- a tape measure from like costco you know <laughs> like like a yeah. tape. he's like an og a role
0: player it. like a gamer it's
1: yeah, yeah. So and, and he's good. He's good. You know, you don't don't sleep on Manny, you know, even though you don't see him around as much when he shows up to play, he shows up to play, you know. So so it's really interesting that um, uh, that we were able to grow that. Um, and I think all kinds of growth, m- cr- trying to create it, make it as accessible doing learn to plays free you know free tournaments this this particular one has some pretty awesome prize support so they did charge a little bit of of money for entry but um but like a free tournament does a lot even if um the uh, prize is only like pride you know a picture you know or 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 the prize is our our local game store is really nice and they they do like thirty percent off coupons you know for oh, that's one, awesome yeah, yeah it's like but... first place gets, gets a thirty percent off coupon second place gets twenty and then third place gets ten you know um and then we also do have like game night kits so it's like all right everybody gets one alt conscript and or one. <laughs> You know, so so stuff like that's really nice. And that and and people will want to come just for that.
0: So and then I think that one of our most uh, anticipated questions, which faction do you feel is the most powerful at this time? And we've had a stunning reversal of fates here in the August state of the game. People felt that the Night's Watch, 45 percent of voters felt that the Night's Watch was the most powerful faction at this time, followed by House Lannisters and then House Stark then the Free Folk, then Baratheons. I probably shouldn't have had Baratheons on here when it's only been out for like a couple of weeks. And then Neutrals uh, with like sub 1% with like four votes. So uh, the most powerful Night's Watch by far. Now back in April, people were saying by far and away, Lannister, then the Night's Watch. House Stark was down at like 11%. Free folk, two percent, tied with neutrals at the bottom. So, Nights Watch have, have knocked out Lannister. What do you think? I, not to put you on the spot here, but you know, do you, do you feel like there's some merit to this that Nights Watch is the most powerful? I, I I think that if
1: they really were the most powerful, don't you think they'd also be the number one most played faction too?
0: Yeah, and and I think we would see greater uh, Nights Watch results in these big tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I think we talked about this last time a little bit was, um, a lot of nights watch players make it into like the top five on that top cut, but we still don't see a lot of nights watch taking events. I mean, it still happens, but it's not like, you know, 45% of, oh, you know, it's not like the majority of events are being won by nights watch, sure, um, sure. which makes me just wonder, is it really just that, you know, bottom up, you get the game, you open your starter set is nights watch Maybe the most friendly or straight out of the box, you know, um, good, for lack of a better word. Um, I think
1: I think they are the most, I think they are 100% the most user friendly, the most straightforward as of right now. I think Baratheon is probably going to usurp that title from them. Um, because the, but I think the issue that Night's Watch and Baratheon will probably have now that we kind of have seen everything that is currently out for Baratheon, obviously we haven't seen everything they have to offer, but, um, is, is, I think they're going to be lacking in some of those big play moments. Right. Um, because Night's Watch kind of lacks those big play moments. Um, Lannister House Lannister has those opportunities for those big plays. House Stark, you know, you you get you you get a well placed um, uh, uh, cavalry charge with Brendan Tully. You know, you you have uh, House Lannister have a well placed a mountain that rides. You know, uh, the Death Star unit. You know, right. Um, or 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 like uh, uh, who is it, Brett? uh that, that one gen con um oh, yeah. you know his his awesome uh his awesome mountains uh, men game. <clears throat> yeah yeah, yeah mountains men you know I don't think Night's watch has anything like that um and and I don't know that Baratheon does yet uh either. Um so while 100 percent out of the box just if I'm putting this together and I'm brand new can I be more successful than this? I think yes. You know, And, and is it 50. just
0: because, is it just the Sworn Brothers? I know some people have said they're too powerful. I do think, I don't know if they're the most powerful pound for pound unit, but uh, Critical Blow and Sundering are great abilities to have on a unit. Um, is think, it just that if you throw that unit against another unit and just charge each other into each other? these guys have the potential with seven dice rolling two hits on sixes and having sundering that they might come out on top in a lot of situations
1: i think i think we compare it to another six point unit you know put them against um mountains men you know yeah um and and honestly they're very very similar you know so i don't necessarily I don't necessarily think that it's, it's just the units. I think a lot of it has to do with the cards Yeah, Uh, the fact that that the, that night's watch has so much healing involved and so much defense involved. I think that appeals to a lot of players, you know, because I I bet you a lot of players are like me and they find every single unit precious, you know, they find They don't want to lose a single unit and, and that for for better or worse, you know, that's um that's not necessarily how you can play this game the entire time. But Night's Watch, that is. You know, that is what you want. You don't necessarily want to you know, you put Jon Snow in, in your um in your veterans and just have a good time. You know, you put Alistair Thorne in your conscripts and Alistair Thorne and like those that unit just never dies, you know. Right.
0: And on the, uh, I've played a lot of mostly free folk testing out the new scenarios, especially with the contesting rules. Yeah, and I've been yeah. mostly playing against Lannister and Stark. Um, you know, I wonder if the now being able to contest the point, and not just being able to get on a point and hold it by killing off your opponent or getting healed up. I wonder if the Knights Watch, uh, if that'll have an impact on them in any significant way, uh, at least for like new people starting out. I think so. I th-
1: I think that um, I think where who's really going to be crippled by that is Flayben. I think. That- oh yeah.
0: But you know, at the same time, I think that's cool because it pushes them into a more cavalry-like role. Because you know, you get out there on the board, you you want them riding around, like contesting other points, and not contesting in like literal like I have more ranks than you. But finding that unit that's left out there, trying to hold a point, and you riding and smash them from the flank or the rear
1: i agree i i don't i I read the contesting rules i have yet to play with the contesting rules but i think they're i think they're pretty good i i I, nothing doesn't make sense to me
0: oh man as a free folk player this has added like a whole new layer of strategy um that i really enjoy so instead of me trying to be like how many units of cave dweller savages can i charge into your unit on the point now it's like you know what like Screw you, you take that point. I'm going to contest it with a cheaper unit and I'm going to go work on some other unit that I can, I can chew through. Um, it just made, you know, the game just, yeah, I feel like there's more layers to think through, but not in a way that's like overwhelming. It just feels so natural. I definitely recommend testing out a few games with it because honestly, I mean, my, my complaint would be that like, man, why didn't we have this from the start? Because it's, it's such an improvement that I feel like it should be a core part of the game, like from the get-go. And I'm so glad they're moving this direction.
1: Yeah, I think I, I 100% agree. That's one that I read it and I was instantly like, well, yeah, that just makes sense. You know, and, it doesn't and, seem unfair to me. It seems right. like it's going to free up units that were initially pigeonholed into one role to do what I think the designers right. actually intended to them to do.
0: And now I don't have like seven. And so, you know. There's a there's the game mechanics, there's the thematic pieces, and I know some people care more about one over the other, and maybe rightly so. But man, right now and I have like a giant and I'm not like I should just sit out on this point while the rest of my army goes and does stuff. Like, no, the giant should be out there smashing stuff, uh, exactly. having the rest of their units do all these things, and you're like, Oh, but my wolf has the point. Like, no, use the wolf to do something cool. I think it's just forcing units into more dynamic play like your cavalry now, don't just ride up and sit on the point while the rest of your army does stuff. No. Cavalry, is going to cap everybody else. You know, you can have a regular unit of infantry take a point. Uh, Tully Sworn Shields now have a role. Like, it's, I don't know. I think it's really smart.
1: I, I agree. But I will argue that Tully Sworn Shields have
0: always had a role. They, you're right. They have. They are, but now it's my, like. They're 100% my favorite Stark unit. Um, so there you go. Yeah, they look so cool. And those Tully Cavaliers are going to be so nice. Get some, some good Lance charges going with your Starks. All right, and then, you know, in the interest of time, uh, what do you feel is the least powerful faction at this time? They had the Free Folk, oh, last time in April, they had the Free Folk at 35%, with House Boltons followed behind at 32%. And then Starks at 7%, Lannisters at 3%, Night's Watch at 3%, and I skipped the, all factions are perfectly balanced at 19%. Now, Neutrals, House Bolton, 53% see it as being the least powerful at this time. Overwhelmingly neutral. Then 30% with the Free Folk. 6% Stark, Lannister, Baratheon, Night's Watch at the very bottom. Because it makes sense because they said it was the most powerful. Um, yeah, I could see how House Bolton might be seen as the least powerful. Least I amount think, of units.
1: Yeah, I think it's just that they have the least flexibility right now. You know, um... You can. I've seen some really killer, cutthroat spam lists that are just nasty as all heck. Right. Um, but I think I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're just kind of lacking in units. Um, but but I'll be honest. I I uh, I'm of the mindset that it's that each faction has its own role and they're all pretty well balanced. So I I don't yeah I don't necessarily think that one is more powerful than the other at all.
0: I think the thing with the neutrals, you have people like Mike from off the wall games. And I know there's a lot of other dedicated neutral players out there and they've just had to get good at the units they have, which I think is really a a useful situation to be in because you've actually mastered playing some units. I think every other faction, you have other things you can sub in and and maybe adapt to your play style, or they might just have an easier way of achieving a certain goal, right? You know, you've got your, your bastards girls for them to do their maximum capability, you have to hit a series of marks, right? You have to get in position, you have to be able to shoot and then charge in. You know, having just a unit of Knights of Castly Rock or something to try and do something, a similar outcome, um, you know, maybe a lot easier with that free maneuver. Uh, So, you know, another faction can sub in another unit to try and get the results they want. Neutral players haven't had that opportunity. I could see why that would be challenging, a challenging faction. You really got to stick with it. And there's not been a lot of new stuff coming out to keep you necessarily excited about buying new things. So I could see how their numbers have dwindled a little bit too. Free Folk still thought as being weak. There was that post on the Facebook page that you know, went over a lot of complaints. I don't know. In your games against the Free Folk, how have you been feeling about them?
1: I don't think they're weak at all. <laughs> I think they are annoying. Um, so I, I think, think that, And, at and the with those scenario changes, I think they're getting stronger. I think so, too. But I mean, at the tournament that I won, OK, um, uh, the second place player was Free Folk, you know? Yeah. Um, and and he did it by just completely gumming up everybody's board. You couldn't get to a um, you couldn't get to a, a, a any points. You couldn't move because yeah. there's so many <laughs> Free Folk everywhere. You That's know it was, it was a forty point it was a forty point game and and i want to say he had something like like uh uh like six or eight units of free folk out there you know it was absolutely insane or uh, units of raiders uh out there. It was just crazy he couldn't even deploy them all in the, in the in his deployment zone um he had to deploy them sideways so they lined up Yes. and then and then, and then during. He maneuvered them up, and then they all shifted up. You That's know, sort amazing. of.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I don't know. I feel like the the free folk for me, and I, I mentioned this in my post on Facebook. Uh, you know, I think they're in a good spot. I think what's frustrating about them sometimes is that your raider units you can't really count on. And I know they're a three point unit; they're not supposed to withstand a ton of damage, but rolling poorly or having a modifier on your panic test and possibly taking up to eight wounds. From a single hit, you know, one hit gets through, you roll and you get, you know, double ones, you lose six units right there. That can be devastating. And I feel like what can be challenging is that your strategies can really hang on your morale tests. And I know that the typical answer is like, well, take Mance then. Um, Sure, then you're giving up other options in the faction. You know, I think... That's probably the frustrating part for me. And so there are games where it's just like, man, I, you know, a few bad rolls in those panic rolls early on, you know, really hurt the rest of the general strategy. But I guess you could say that for everyone. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, that that's anything, you know, you, like I, you could, you could absolutely nuke uh, a unit of, of.
0: Um, even Slade yeah. Men in your old yeah. double ones yeah. or something.
1: Men, slay, you know, uh, or sworn, bro, sworn Bros, you know, which everybody says is, is, uh, you know, totally broken. Well, you know, if they roll goose eggs, you know, if they roll snake eyes and they've got, they were hit with vicious, you know, and they already got hit for, let's say they already got, got three, got through, you know, that's nine right. hits on one attack, you right. know, that's everything. So I think that where, where free folk really are going to struggle is against Lannisters um, especially um especially any character with overrun you know where they can just literally yeah.
0: just i think we I don't know if i mentioned that last game i played with josh where uh oh man things were going my way and then knights of Castle rock with the mountain that rides killed four units in one in one round and uh it was, it was very painful um, but I guess like, the hard part, it's like, you know, I think one of the things you always have to keep in your mind with the raiders is that if they die, your opponent gets a maneuver. <clears throat> and that can just be that frustrating thing when, you know, this unit's supposed to kind of like block line of uh, block charge lanes or go up a unit and your opponent hits it, you roll poorly, it wipes the unit out and they either maneuver like into a better position or back into their sort of castle formation. And you realize you can't get the surrounds you need. Yeah. But I, I just think in the end, it's, it's a very different gameplay strategy um for me though honestly like i haven't really had a lot of success with free folk until i got the heroes box and that just busted up a whole new world and i don't know if just playing with those has just made me better and that now when i go back to Tormund, uh i feel like i'm, I'm hitting more combos maybe it was just like it gave me a wider variety of play styles that let me get more practice in styles yeah. that i'm familiar with yeah but yeah. i would be interested to see if people still think this in a couple more months um, honestly, I'm terrified for when the Targaryens come out, because that's a whole faction based on riding in with alpha strikes, and I can't think of anything like you know your entire force is mounted and is going to ride in and smash. And I'm like, oh man, none of my stuff is really good at like receiving hits yet. Then incoming, um, yeah. but you know that's what I'm terrified of.
1: Yeah, but then then you you get the counter counterattack. You can only alpha strike once. That's you know? true.
0: And then, yeah, and then I'm tear those horses down.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm really excited about Targaryen. You know, they're probably, I, I mean, I'll, I'll probably main Night's Watch and then second Targaryen and then maybe third Baratheon uh, in terms of, like, what I'm really playing. But I want to I do Targaryens because they're so different. They seem like they're going to be different than my play style. It's just going to force me to be a completely different kind of a player when I'm running Targaryens, so.
0: I wonder if Targaryens are going to become the new difficult faction to play and maybe be harder than people think, uh, maybe even harder than Free Folk, in that, you know, with the new contesting rules, you really gotta be, you gotta be killing stuff because you're not gonna be holding points. And I think that's cool thematically, like, yeah, you're, you're uh, Kalasar, they're not gonna be like riding around being like, let me wait here until I score enough points. Like, they, they wanna behead people in charge of the flanks of their enemies. Yeah, exactly, and
1: whenever slash however, we get those uh, dragons, you know, yes. which I can only imagine are probably going to be w- big war machine tiles um, as well. However, slash, whenever we get those, I mean, I, contesting rules. I mean, anything can contest uh, yeah, over a dragon.
0: I'm waiting for people are going to lose their minds the, when if if dragons come out, it's going to be oh, like, oh, my God, dragons are here. Um, i <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've got a naked three-year-old boy who's okay <laughs> Hi, <laughs> On that
0: note, hey.
1: <laughs> <Hi>.
0: <laughs> Maybe on that note, we'll wrap things up here. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. So, you know, for those of you who haven't been following Mike Meeple stuff, Mike, where can they see your your uh, blog?
1: Um. So you can go to uh, mikemeeple.blogspot.com. Uh, dot blogspot uh, dot com um that is my blog or you could just go to facebook and type in mike meeple um or even google mike meeple it's usually the first thing that comes up um thank god now you know (laughs) it took me like a year to build that that kind of clout on google
0: um but you've been putting out good stuff for this game since like the very very beginning like you got that kickstarter yours was some of the first stuff i saw go up it's july
1: i want to say july 14th um, of
0: 2008
1: was my first Tutorial for Jamie Lannister.
0: I hadn't then, even gotten the game yet.
1: Yeah. And then two days mine was, later, mine came uh, in
0: early August.
1: Yeah. And then two days later, I did uh, um, uh, the mountain, um, Tywin's Mad Dog. So um, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So uh but yeah you can do that um i've got I, I i will take this time to plug i'm doing a um a painting contest right now i'm giving away um chase's favorite faction a f- uh, new brand new sealed free folk starter set um
0: if you so, don't play free folk yet you need to get this guys and win it so how can they win it how can they and how can they win this free folk starter set
1: Really easy. I, I can't say that, but uh, so they're going to be uh, going onto um, uh, my website and painting one of uh, the units that I've already painted um, and send me three pictures. There's details on my Facebook and there's details on the blog itself, uh, but you'll send me three pictures. One, uh, uh, two work in progress pictures and then one completed picture. Um, and then I'm going to be judging the top five, uh, posting them up on my Patreon and letting my patrons vote on who they think is the best. Um, um, but yeah, so I'm giving that away. Scott's, you know, uh, Scott's free. So um, uh, good opportunity for people to uh, get into the game Um if you notice, I've got other tutorials on my blog that are not Song of Ice and Fire as well. Uh, if you are into Batman Gotham City Chronicles, I will take those as well, um, and you will be eligible for for it as well. If you want to grow the get get into a new game, I don't know that we'll have any listeners from that game for this, but
0: I figured <laughs> yeah. you a cross like faction, that. right? What could be scarier than a unit of uh, followers of Bone than a followers of Batman or something, you know?
1: Batman <laughs> and Robin. Um, there we go. So yeah, so um uh check out my Facebook for that, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Mike Meeple. Um you can get details about that. You can uh try and f- search me in Facebook, um, uh, message me if you have any questions about that. Um uh or go find my blog um and uh, all the rules and um regulations and whatnot are, are up there on one of my blog posts.
0: Awesome. Well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and until next time, hope you get your miniatures on the table.